all did I sudden, come down? Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm like, it, I, it's just like I was so embarrassed and like, well, no, 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 and 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 you like, were sort it's of, fine. yeah, you were, you were, you were sort of like, I'll just set up the thing. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom, like, and I'm not done, and <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing, and um and and yeah you weren't just like oh you were like oh i'm gonna rush upstairs sorry i'll give it you were just like i'll just set up the mics this is no big deal and i was like no ah. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Mace. Welcome to episode 133. Mm-hmm. 133. And even though We've I've been up it. for a little bit, I can tell listening on the headphones that my voice is a little lower, a little deeper because it's morning. Morning. A little. It's not quite. I mean, we've we've pushed it from being a super morning to now it's later morning. We've been awake for a bit. You had a vision of what you wanted this episode to be like. I wanted us to be a little it. bit more sleepy and just right rolled out of bed. But it does not get fulfilled. But that's okay. We're here now. <laughs> I wish I would have done it that way. I wish. I wish. Uh, honestly, it almost seems like it should have been a sleepover or something like oh. really, truly just roll right out and hit That's record. That's true. That would, we got to do that one time. Th- it's like, while well, the dream is so fresh, like I've noticed, welcome to no small thing, everybody. This is a <laughs> this dreams is three. Dreams. We're doing a series on dreams. <laughs> so if you've, if you're listening for the first time, we're getting right in. Like we're getting, we're, we're acting like almost like we're carrying the conversation on from last week. We're just yeah. long, many, many, many conversations about dreams. Yep. Dreams take over. So yeah, like when I've been dream logging, it's it's like if I have a big one, I want to get to my computer and type with my all my fingers, not yeah, my thumbs. Yeah, not your thumbs. Yeah. So I rush down and everybody's like, "Good morning," and I'm like, "Don't say anything. I've got to get this while it's fresh." Yeah. And I put headphones on because I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want anything to get. It's in the fair. Way. It's fair. Yeah. So if if we were gonna do it that way for this episode, it really would have been like, like wake literally, up, literally go. Yeah. Say what just happened in your dream. Which I think is what I had in mind, but I don't think it really was possible. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, unless we had done a sleepover, which maybe we'll note for our next dream series. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for me, if I really am like, oh my gosh, I got to get this. I've, I've tried many methods for the dream log. And I think I've discovered the one that is the best for me, which is the voice memo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my handwriting's bad. So when I... Write it down with my own handwriting. Is it bad or is it lazy? Um, I probably more lazy, but it's habitually lazy, so therefore it's bad. Okay, makes sense. Well um, said. And then typing, it is. It's like I I don't like to do it with my thumb, so I could do it on my computer. But I find that I'm a little bit more loose and generous with my dreams when I'm using a voice memo because it's ultimately. A lot more. It's ultimately the least amount of effort I have to put in. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I'm just talking. And that becomes a lot more fluid for me than typing or for, yeah. Everybody find your own way. We mm-hmm. invite you to dream log with us. And maybe if you haven't tried an audio file yet. Yeah. Try that. Try that. 
Okay, so we are, our hopes was that we'd wake up and immediately share our dreams. And I didn't really, like, I definitely dreamt last night. And I was <laughs> like, dream maker, make me a dream so I can have one to interpret on the show. And it just all was so many swirling things. And I literally woke up and was trying so hard to remember what any of them were. And I think I was trying too hard. Yeah. Then it became about the trying to remember and not the remembering. Hmm. So I don't have a fresh dream from last night. Okay, well, I've got but some Scott's crazy got ones. One. I, all, to the point where both I was thinking about not sharing, but they're dreams, everybody. So I yeah. can't, you can't hold res- someone responsible for their dreams. No. <laughs> okay, so here's one. One involved, I don't know what this means. I was sort of, uh, I don't know how to say this, because who knows what it is in the dream. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know what it is, but like there was something about me having like, (laughs) I guess another thing that we've been saying is that a lot of these characters that show up in our dreams, according to other dream people that we listen to are ourselves. ourselves. Yes. Yes. So I was living in a house with a family and Marissa was there off and on. Mm -hmm. But the, but the implication, I I say this when I'm writing my dreams down a lot, it's like the implication. Yeah. I'm like, I guess I'm assuming what was happening. I know. I feel like sometimes in your dream, you know things like you're aware of what's going on around you, even if you don't experience it. Yeah. Yeah. So in this dream, it was in this house and there was this implication that I was sort of married Hmm. or committed to this like young 20 year old boy Hmm. who was really annoying. And the whole time I'm like, how did this happen? Like, how am I, how am I married to this person? Everybody's like, it's like holiday prep times or something. And everybody's is the like, marriage like a kinship or is it like you guys are a couple? It's this burden. It's this person that's like, how did this happen? Everybody's like, Oh, well you're going to go on a walk with this person, right? Gosh, you're going to go do this. I don't know. And I just remember it got very violent. Uh, there was like several flare ups of arguments with this person. Hmm. And it hmm. got to the point where it's like, we went downstairs to this basement and they were pestering me. And I was just like, I, I don't know what this relationship is. I don't like you. And we're, and we're arguing. Mm -hmm. And I like, Mm -hmm. I grabbed him and pinned him on the ground. I remember having like some, like some sort of instrument in my head, like a pin. And I was like trying so hard to stab this person. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You are no, I'm, I'm done. And then I remember like, this has (laughs) to be you. Maybe (laughs) honestly, I just remember him being like a little annoying, little bratty figure. Hmm. Like, as I'm trying to beat him, he's like smiling and laughing and haha. And I'm like, shut up. And I, Gosh. and I remember it being like, it is over. And I remember going outside and my, my wife's mom in real life. Well, this is in the dream, but like Jory, yeah. my, my mother-in-law showed up and was like coming to pick me up and th- does not have a Mercedes in real life, but showed up in a big black Mercedes. Hmm. Hmm. And I had suitcases and I was like, I'm out of here. I'm hmm. packing up. Hmm. This is, th- this was never meant to be. And um, I, I kept trying to wheel my suitcase over to this black Mercedes, but it was very obvious in this kind of big parking lot that she didn't really have much control of the car and it kept rolling into other cars and hitting them. And I was like, Jory, come back. And I was like trying to follow her with my really rolly suitcase. And it was like her car. And she'd look at me and kind of shoulder shrug from the driver's seat and be like, the car is rolling. It's like bumping into other cars. And I'm like, we're going to owe insurance and money to all these <laughs> cars. <laughs> like, how does this happen? What's going on? 
And I think that one fizzled, but it was so ang- I was so angry in this dream. I can see the anger yeah. right now, and I okay, I have some thoughts because I mean, it's really hard for me not to see that this is potentially you and your younger self. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you've described yourself when you were younger as like particularly I think of you in like a school setting or like trying to understand something mm-hmm. as like being seen as like a burden or a pest Mm. like with your questions yeah and with like your opinions on things and it's curious to me that that's like what you were so frustrated about with this younger person yeah gosh i I didn't even it's so funny when we just say the most simple thing of like it's you i'm like that why does that keep surprising me yeah because because in the dream it doesn't feel that way it just feels like this super annoying and but yeah if you think of it that way i think there's still a season of me growing up quote unquote as a 41 year old like sort of wanting to very aggressively leave a certain part of me behind right like it's not just like oh let's end this it's like i want to destroy this yeah i actually feel violent towards i need to pin it down i need to control it i need to and then after controlling it and pinning it down i can make my escape except for like the escape is <laughs> futile. This is funny because I, I want this is something that just is just came up in my brain. And that's what we're doing, I guess, is paying attention to that sort of thing. But um, for me growing up, Superman was everything, you know, um, and I watched all the cartoons and read all the books and, and the movies especially were very significant. And there is uh, the, the story arc of uh, Superman three is he gets some like bad kryptonite. And usually kryptonite makes him weak, but in this one it makes him bad. So yeah. he turns into bad Superman. And yeah. he starts going all over the world and, and just making a mess of things. Like he, he finds an oil rig and busts a hole in it and puts oil all into the ocean. And there comes a scene where he lands in this graveyard and good Superman comes out of bad Superman. Hmm. And they're standing and looking at each other and they have this fight. Hmm. And it turns into eventually good Superman getting behind bad Superman and choking him to death. And it's like this very violent scene of like, and then he disappears, bad Superman. Mm-hmm. But I, I wasn't thinking about that in the dream last night, but it feels similar. It's like, get get out of kill it. kill you. you yeah. Know, like, um, yeah, it's not enough just to leave you. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's something different. It's like something needs to be destroyed. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, like you said, violence. Yeah, I was so angry i I mean that's a rare feeling for me in a dream but i was just like yeah yeah (laughs) could you think of it could be what else like is it could it be anything else besides you i don't know i remember i remember leading up to it something that was getting me more angry is everyone my wife is a enneagram nine so there's something that oh nine oh nines uh there's something about the way marissa often expresses her anger that comes out in size and I probably need to chill out about that because I'm always like really my curiosity gets peaked and I'm a sexual five. So it's like I want I want all the knowledge about all people as and, and I'm never satisfied. Right. You could sit here and talk to me about yourself for five hours. and I'm like, I'm not satisfied. <laughs> so I'm so, so size are always sort of like a mockery to me. I'm like, what? And Marissa's like, I don't I don't want to explain my size. But so in the dream there, Marissa was sort of walking around the house sighing. And I was like, what? You know, Marissa was like, mm. don't ask me. And I was getting increasingly like agitated. What is that? You know, and then I, this other person was in the house and I'm like, shut up. And, and everybody's like, well, that's your 
I don't know what it was. It was just mm. like, this mm. is a person you're committed to. This is your person. Mm. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm married to Marissa. And I was like, no. Mm. It was mm. just like, well, who, who is this person? I don't want it. Mm. You know? Gosh, yeah. I don't know what to do and what to make of all this frustration. Yeah. Like, what either. is that? What is that? What did piece? I go to bed? What did I eat before bed? Well, <laughs> where's that? I, I meant to grab my computer because we have that worksheet of like, what is this? What could this dream be attending to in your waking life? Well, you know, I mean, I won't say there. there yesterday, there are uh, there are were some people I'm mad at in my life. And it's like displacement, you know, so it's like fascinating. That actually does make sense, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, did you, I mean, did you have any more dreams? Yeah, I feel like yeah. you always have no, like seven. No, I have 17. another one with you, which is really funny. <gasps> oh, I want to hear it. <laughs> um, so everybody, I was a youth pastor here on Queen Anne in Seattle for 13 years at this church called Bethany. And we had a youth house. We had a house called the youth house. And actually the format was a, a little bit like this house that we're recording in right now. Like you came in a front door and there was a room about this size, maybe a little bit bigger. Um, the format. Yeah. So that house, whatever... I mean, I guess it would almost be helpful if we gave people like a glossary or something of how of, of how we're going about these dreams. Because <laughs> one of the things that we talked about is with the symbol. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What, is it, what does it mean? What does the symbol of the youth house mean to me? Right. Each individual you know? layer. I mean, we didn't really unpack this, but like, yeah, the symbol of being married, the mm -hmm. symbol of a car, the mm -hmm. symbol of your mother-in-law, like each of these elements, the symbol of getting a pin out. Mm -hmm. Like they, mm -hmm. they have meaning that is a general meaning and then also a particular meaning to you. Yeah. Yeah. So to a certain extent, we're not even doing this properly because one dream merits three hours of unpacking. We're going to fly through a bunch of dreams. Yeah. Today. Cause today we're going to interpret y'all's dreams. Yeah. We have so many dreams. <laughs> yeah. So this one I was, you and I were going into the youth house together Did to record go? the podcast. Nice. This is very strange because Matthew was in the youth house. So we got there and Matthew was already there. He's literally sitting in this room right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were like, oh, Matthew. And so the three of us are all talking. And then and then we sort of came up with this spontaneous idea that we would record in the basement. Hmm. So I went downstairs. This is I've never really had this happen in a dream, but it felt so real. I went downstairs and thought I'd meet you down there mm -hmm. and you were going to stay upstairs and talk to Maddie for a little bit. Mm hmm. Then when I was down there, there was like a toilet with no, it's just by itself. Oh, interesting. So I was like going to go number two to the bathroom. Number two. So I'm, yeah, oh, no, well. what, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. On a podcast, uh, number two. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's what was happening. And then all Did of a I come down? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm, no. I'm like. It, I, it's just like I was so embarrassed and like, whoa, no, no, no. And and and, and you like were sort it's of fine. Yeah, you were you were you were sort of like, I'll just set up the thing. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom like and I'm not done. And <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. And um, and, and yeah, you weren't just like, oh, you were like, oh, I'm going to rush upstairs. Sorry, I'll give it. You. you were just like, I'll just set up the mics. <laughs> this is no big deal. And I was like, no, ah, you know, I feel like in real life I would have been more like uh First of all, this wouldn't happen in real life, but I probably would have been like, oh, I believe you. But yeah. I do think my first general attitude is like, it's fine. Yeah, You're I know. Human. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. So there's that. I mean, anything else happened? No, I think that was it. I think that one fizzled. Gosh, that's really interesting. Well, I mean, I think there's pieces of like, that's a very sensitive thing. Mm -hmm. Like, 
And I feel like you're not someone who talks about bodily functions very often. No, I mean, I, I think as a five, I don't, I have a very ambivalent feeling about bodies. I don't yeah. really like bodies. I don't like the things that bodies do. I don't like secreting and, and I don't like that it's so fragile and organic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm like bodies. I'm like bodies. And there's a little bit like beautiful about it in some yeah. sense. I mean, there is something beautiful about bodies for sure. But like, yeah, no, in general, I am like, no, but even like pooping, I'm like, pooping's a part of life. It's yeah, like yeah. a natural good thing. Mm. Like it's say number two, please. Okay. <laughs> you know, seriously, <laughs> number two. I'm laughing so hard at that. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that's really interesting. This like kind of having to be exposed like this, the environment itself mm -hmm. did the exposing mm. like there weren't walls up in that. And you like went to the bathroom anyways, which I think that's interesting. Well, too, also like, I mean, what, what does, if we, if we were to look up like what, <laughs> what, what pooping symbolizes in I dreams. I want to look it up. <laughs> you probably just had to go poop. <laughs> Maybe like like in like real life, like in my dreaming state. That's my first guess. Macy's getting out a computer and it's going to Google. I'm going to look this up. Uh, I, so so I'll, I'll just say we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up this little dream um experience and go to like some dream interpretations but as macy's looking this up i'll say i've been watching this master class on dreaming so uh not dreaming on sleep um so if you guys all know that <laughs> the first thing that pops up is dreaming about pooping a lot and then dreaming about pooping in your pants no, and then dreaming about pooping worms oh jeez. <laughs> oh what does it say um Okay, when one dreams of poop, this is a symbol this is symbolic of a situation which has become rife with stress. Ugh. Yikes. <laughs> For the podcast, we went down to this basement and this situation is rife with stress. Fascinating. Mm, mm. To dream of having a poop, you may find yourself a situation <laughs> that is either disgusting or filthy and you cannot find a way out. Huh. Um dreaming of poop is a common dream, especially of pooping in public. Interesting. I've done. I've never. I can't remember a time where I've had that dream before. So. Um, oh my gosh! This is this is my thought. Dreaming about peeing or pooping can simply suggest that you have to go yeah. in your real life. <laughs> yeah. Your mind is telling you to wake up to do your business. I feel like this happens to me a lot. <laughs> That's um. true. I think the feeling was what? Okay, what? Uh, sorry. Generally speaking, dreaming about feces points to forms of money and wealth. Hmm. In this complete poop dream interpretation, we will go over the most common. Oh, context. Never mind. This is there is a entire article that is has a table of contents. You've got your guys, everybody, listeners. You've gotten yourself into something you were not anticipating. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I was there's this book called Freedom by. <gasps> okay, uh, wait. Okay. Sorry. Uh, this, they said number two, so shout out to you. Taking number two suggests that you need to let go of your negative emotions. Hmm. These negative feelings have been boiling up inside of you. Um, interesting. Well, there's some, there was a lot of tension and negativity in my spirit as I went to bed last night. So yeah, yeah, that could all be true. I remember the feeling of that first dream was anger or even violent anger. Yeah. This one was more embarrassment. And ex exposing, mm -hmm. you know? No, I mean, it does. I feel like that's the initial thing. It's like, oh my gosh, this exposure. And like, honestly, 
the fact that I then responded with not giving more space is interesting. I wouldn't say it like that. Not giving more space. Give me some space. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I don't know. That's fascinating. I don't know what it means. I mean, I guess there was a feeling that I was doing something sort of secret and private and I'm being found out. Like it was like, I'm mm. down here doing something secret. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I w this is not supposed to be seen. Yeah. You know, um, I would not have been able to in a, without like in a bathroom without walls. Like I'm pee shy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let yeah. alone like <laughs> without walls. Right. No, I wouldn't even be able to either. I, I mean, yeah, in dreams, dream you're, you're finding yourself doing this. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Uh, did you have any more dreams? No, that's it. Okay. Were you, you were going to say something about your, um, masterclass. Oh, uh, oh, I was going to say there's a, there's a book called freedom by Jonathan. It's not Jonathan Saffron for it's another Jonathan, another famous American novelist named Jonathan. I forget his last name, but he does have a scene, um, where it's like a whole chapter of a book. This, this man is on a cruise and having sort of a hallucination fight with what he calls a turd. Hmm. And it's like on the wall hmm. and it's taunting him. And I remember him being on the Oprah show and then being like, can you explain this? He's like, no, I'm not going to explain it. It's got layers of meaning, but yeah, I was very intentional. And for me, it has meaning. And they were like, oh, we want to know the symbolism. And he's like, it's got lots of symbolism, but he just done that twice. Cause there was another book that he wrote where this woman loses her swallows her wedding ring yeah and needs to poop it out mm. and so there's a whole big scene where she does and she's getting it in her hands and trying to find the ring and the way oh, he describes geez. it and i think there's something he's saying there too he's like obsessed with poop well i mean it's if you think about it it's just this like <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> well it's no small thing we could do a whole fucking episode on it but it's like you like think about the processes of mm -hmm. it it's like poop is the like the leftover, the non-nutrient piece, like the thing that your body then processes and expels out what it doesn't, what it doesn't need. Yeah. You know, it's like. It's also very organic and human and. Yeah. And it's like this, it's dirty. letting go of this thing that isn't, like doesn't need to be a part of you anymore, I guess. I don't know. Just thinking of like the way it gets digested, like it begins as food, this nourishment, and then it ends up as like poop. Like that's yeah. its own like metaphor for life <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's rich it's rich and we want to look away and it's all private and hidden and we have special secret places and then it goes places where we don't have to think about it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i'm convinced this is my theory i don't know if i've told you this theory that like i guess i'm like i don't know if smells are as bad as we say they are if we're just trained to think that they're bad like, what if oh as a no. young kid, you were like oh no. told like, oh, poop smell, like that's a great smell, you know, Here's and you were like, <laughs> yeah, and you were like, it was encouraged <laughs> and like seen as positive. I'm sure that that's this. There's a reason why like it's not healthy to like the smell of it. I bet there's a like survival reason why we don't mm. like it. Mm. But I am curious social experiment of like if you just always talked it up, if someone would be like fond of the smell. Well, <laughs> these theories I have in my brain we're hovering over some really cringy thoughts. I feel like <laughs> okay, <this>. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> um, <gasps> yes, my hair dye came. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you, um, well, I would just say, I guess a quick, maybe, maybe, um, a dream 
a pause, a dream check-in, and then go to the listener dreams. Mm-hmm. But l- watching this uh, sleep masterclass, yes. he did the episode on dreams last night. It was really interesting. Because mm-hmm. so first of all, he came in with a hot take. I forget this guy's name, everybody, but he's a neuroscientist and and is a sleep scientist expert. So this is what he does with his life. And you don't need to know his name, but he, it's really interesting watching him. Um, very compelling. Very interesting. I'm feeling very captivated by sleep right now. Yeah. But he has a whole lesson on dreams and it was like 20 minutes last night. He comes in, comes in hot with the Freud criticism. Oh, yes. You know? And I was like, where is this coming from? Like he, he was like Freud was, he said it was funnily. He said Freud was 50% right, but a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's like, as he was talking, I felt like he didn't understand Freud. And it, I definitely didn't feel like he understood Jung or the way Freud has people have like added on or developed Freud or Jung. So I was just like, that's not, he was, what did he say? He's, he said he felt like he said, uh, Freud had a method of interpreting dreams Mm -hmm. and his big critique is like, this isn't scientific. This isn't science. Like there's Mm -hmm. no way that we can measure this objectively. And it all happens privately between patient and client. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. And so he's kind of letting his, you know, quote unquote students know he's like, this isn't science you know? right which that's that's this interesting thing of like there's even in like mental health there was this huge push for like effectiveness in right. science and like a certain push of certain therapies that were more like measured and yeah. could be calculated and yeah. could be like statistically seen yeah which so to I, each their own yeah so i was like okay this scientist is really skeptical of the way therapists i suppose talk about dreams mm-hmm. just in terms of like in quotes interpretation right um but whatever i mean but but having said that uh he he went really deep into like the tool of dreaming as a as a mode of creativity and so he talked hmm. about like paul mccartney um had a had a habit of keeping his book by his bed and then like he wrote yesterday which is one of the most famous american pop songs of all the time coming right out of a dream state he said he heard the song in his dream and went right to the piano and played the chords he said i've never heard these chords before this is the chords in my dream yeah and here's the song and then he talked about thomas edison apparently who's obviously a famous inventor um was notorious for like not sleeping much people are like well he didn't sleep that much and it's like actually he didn't sleep that much at night but he took naps all day long Hmm. and the way he would come up with an idea is he would he would go right to a nap and he'd put two um, like aluminum balls in his hand. And the moment he fell asleep, they would fall to the floor and wake him up and he'd instantly start writing his ideas down from the dream. What? And that's how he came up with what? a lot of his inventions. It's very fascinating was, system. It's like dream, go, plunging right into the dream state and coming right back up and utilizing it in a... Which, I mean, nap dreams are their own crazy thing. Yeah. If that is really interesting. I mean, I've been trying to do that too of like, paint my dreams mm-hmm. like what does that mean to then take the dream and like try and paint the feeling of the dream which i feel like has been cool like i've made i think now three paintings based on dreams yeah yeah which, <laughs> yeah he did this thing too he's like think about this like just from a scientific technical and he listed like five things he's like in your dreams you become schizophrenic you become psychotic you become paralyzed like all these things like your body is frozen 
And he's like, and you wake up the next morning and generally forget it. So now you're dealing with amnesia. Like all these things happen in your dream. And he was saying, but it does open up this whole world where all the constraints are off. Like, right, right. And that's a beautiful thing. So he was a he was pumped up about dreams. He just was skeptical about us using them as a way of like exploring the unconscious or something like that. Yeah, well, I think I think this is like we said in the last episode. It's like I like I'm gonna come out and say that I'm like a believer in an active unconscious. Like some people are and some people aren't yeah. believers in that. Um, and I mean, he's not wrong to say there's so much subjectivity in those, in the realm of dream interpretation and like it can go, I think that's the thing. It's like you hold your interpretations lightly. It's right. like, we don't know what we're talking about when right. you had a dream about pooping and me coming in right. and it's like, we hold it lightly. But we're going to try and see and sometimes as you're doing that, like something will click. Like, I feel like you and I've had some moments where I have had a dream and then it brings up something. I'm like, well, this is actually a bigger thing that's been going on here. And this dream has allowed me to say that, you know, it's like, but we hold it lightly. It's not like your interpretation is God. Right. I think, but uh, yeah, just to take that further, it seems like, uh, you know, I, I bet this guy, it's funny that we don't even remember his name. This guy, (laughs) you don't remember his name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, it seems like that is what's healing about dream interpretation or talking about dreams or art therapy. It's like society in general is trying to constantly squeeze you into a mold uh, of, of being an object and, and, and all of your thoughts and feelings seem to be completely inappropriate and invalid. Matthew Walker, Matthew Walker. He's really a cool guy. I like his presenting style, but, um, you know, for, for you to create a space or a container, as you say, in a mandala or like a therapy session where it's like, we're going to take all these things very seriously. You can talk about that, you know, yeah. and, and just the, the stress it seems to release. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess there's another side to it where it's like you could even hold interpretations or conversations in a rigid way. So it's like, we're just going to have a, I mean, a, a playful playful conversation do our best yeah (laughs) sometimes it's hard to be playful in the morning i will note yeah (laughs) i struggle sometimes Uh, (laughs) but yeah i mean i I bet it's healing i mean it's healing for me yeah it's healing for me to just be able to you know approach your brain yeah and and with all its subjectivity and strangeness I know when it really kind of gets at something like I have empathy for you and the stress you feel by the like voices of people telling you to do things Mm -hmm. like I know this about you because you've told me with your words, but I feel it because I've understood it in your dreams. Mm. Like I feel like I've I understand the experience a bit more because your dreams are really pointing to that. I think similarly, like my dreams have exposed this like it exposes this like inner inner wanting to be seen you know that like shows up in the dreams totally yeah i know the opening line of the enneagram five song is i want to feel the universe expand you know i've always had an obsession with flying in my dreams the rules really do get even more muddy or, or fluid or whatever but like the energy is people are always trying to grab me and pull me back down yeah this yeah. is reality this you gotta do this you gotta do this you gotta and do I'm this like, really i guess i gotta go do this and i'm like don't we all want the universe to expand like you guys none of this is needed like you don't have to be so none of this <laughs> you know i'm just like 
And then I'm always confused why I, I guess my number one confusion sometimes is why anybody is so committed to the things that aren't giving them that much life to begin with. But maybe I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I feel like sometimes you're committed to things that aren't giving you that much life. It's true. It's really hard to ask for someone to uncommit to something that they've etched into who they are. But if a heavy quotes liberator came along and said, it doesn't have to be this way. I, my, I believe I would get excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But most people go, no, it does need to be this way and it should be this way and it's going to continue to be this way and don't question it. Please look away and <laughs> move on. Move along, Scott. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. never want to position myself. Like th- if, if we do big hormone, any gram conversation about this, like, you know, they did post a meme the other day of like uh, what, it, what, it, what it feels like to think about being a five. And it was like this unicorn dancing in a field and then what it's like to be a five. And it was like this like, dirty old horse with like it looked like it was in a war zone or something <laughs> like that and i'm like yeah that that's the general feeling of like your brain is fried yeah it's like your brain it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're just like this smart observer i don't feel like higher than anybody yeah i feel crazy yeah <laughs> yeah um, like when I say I don't believe in time, I'm not like snobby. I'm like, I don't believe in time. I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand. I know. Time. I know. <laughs> yeah. 10 o'clock. <laughs> Anytime. Seven. I'm like, oh, I'm, I, it's in my mind. I'm like, what is it? And somebody's like 7 p.m. I'm like, that doesn't even exist. That doesn't even exist. 7 p.m. You know, and, and everybody's just like, going to work me up. No, no, I'm just looking at people <laughs> in my dream state and everybody's like pointing at their watch and gesturing going 7 p.m. And I'm like, what? I know. Well, <laughs> you're coming at me right now. No, no, I'm not meaning to. I'm coming at society. <laughs> I'm not meaning to. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I'm in my I'm in a I'm in my brain dream state right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I went on a long tangent. Let's let's get to dream interpretations. Um, okay, let's do it. <laughs> um, part of me, uh, maybe this is just me being selfish, but I want to have a dream that we get to interpret that's my dream. So part of me is like, what if I played an audio from a dream and we interpret that and yeah. then we can do other people's? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Should I just play it and then we can just add it in? Mm-hmm. I think I have one that I think would be good for this. I think I've sent it to you. I don't know if you listened to it. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm going to take off my headphones. And we can interpret. And you can hear a really sleepy mace, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go with a voice voice memo. Um, I'll begin by just saying that this dream left me, like, feeling lots of feelings and... I'm curious to pay attention to what the plot of this dream was because there is a feeling I had in it that I, I don't know, I'll just explain the dream, I guess. And then I'll have maybe some interpretations, I don't know. I don't know how it began. I'm at school though, like the Seattle school, with some classmates and it's casual. And I remember that being kind of an early piece of the setting. But then there was, it was like, to get to school or to get back to wherever I was living I had to like go up and down this like hill and through this like I don't know like 
corn maze or like big field essentially these are all not that important details but it kind of i remember that being the beginning like a lot of the dream also i think this dream lasted so long um and so i was kind of like going back and forth between school and i remember a few like choice classmates being there um like just like faces like i fully remember um who they were Anyway, so at one point I'm walking back and I'm walking with Tace and it's like going down this hill and I remember like sliding down this hill super fast um, and then like it was like you you like in order to get there you had to like essentially like sit down on your butt on this big dirt hill to get down. I don't know. I don't know why I'm seeing these deals. They don't really matter. So I'm starting to walk with Tace and then like the realization comes or it becomes clear to me that I'm pregnant and not super pregnant but I am pregnant and I can go down and I can feel my belly and I can like feel the beginning of what like of the the bump it's there it's like very apparent um and I like instinctually knew like I'm like I I, I definitely like was it was not like a question I didn't go to any doctor or anything but it was like I am pregnant and um, I feel like I might have stopped by school again like I it's hard to remember what came first but I eventually walk and I decide I go I'm like I need to go home I need to figure this out um, and like I'm like walking to my house and I remember really like thinking through what am I gonna do it's really funny to me that not once in the dream am I like how did I get pregnant <laughs> um, but I'm walking and I don't know, but I like know I'm not gonna abort the baby. Like I'm like I 100% know that that's not gonna happen. Like I felt very instantly. Gosh, I I felt I. It is like been hard waking up and being like I don't have this baby that I like felt very like quickly attached to. Um, so then I go to like my house and I'm in my house that I grew up in. And my mom is there, and Ethan is there, and I'm here. And I come in, and I let them know I'm, like, I'm pregnant, and it's, like, early. And, like, my someone, I forget who, was just, like, have you seen a doctor? Do we know? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, well, I know. Um, but I am pregnant. And then it, like, kind of becomes a discussion on, like, is Mace going to keep the baby? What are we going to do with the baby? What does this mean? And it's, like, very logistical, but also very sweet in a weird way. And this, like, the strange thing is, all of a sudden, like, a a one-and-a-half-year-old baby is there for the conversation. And, like, at first I assumed it was my niece, but by the end it feels like it's almost like this is the baby. Um... And, but we all get to, like, have the baby as one and a half years old around us. And, like, that really changed. That really, like, affected the mood. Um, so, I think I was just, like, it was, everyone was, like, not huge excited, but not, not excited. My dad, I think, was pretty pumped and, like, wanting to make this work. And my mom was really weary, like, wanting to, like, think logistically through this and what this means and like financially and Ethan was there and usually supportive like it was a very interesting like family council energy um but I essentially was like I'm not gonna abort the baby which I think my mom was a little apprehensive at first and I was like I'm I could put it up for adoption but I'm like I actually really don't want to like I do not want to I want to keep this baby this is my baby and like felt like I could do it and I was like all of a sudden 
I'm thinking through if I should go to school, thinking through money, thinking through living. And I like in this dream almost assumed it was like I was going to live with my parents, which is crazy to me. Um, but it all was like, I, I've, I mean, I, I felt like it's like, I feel cheesy cause it's like, this is what parents talk about or people talk about. But like, I feel like I felt this in my dream of like, um, I felt really close to the baby and like very, um, all of a sudden like making money felt really like important for their safety like making sure I could do that and like I've woken up and I'm like geez do I need to be more thoughtful about my savings if I do have a baby one day um and at one point Ethan and we're all talking and at one point we're like I think it got brought up of like it's just me raising the baby and I was like I mean I I remember saying this and I think this was such a great line and everyone was like yeah I was like I mean I'm not waiting for a partner like in order to have this baby like if it comes a partner comes but I'm not waiting for that like I'm I want this baby I'm gonna have this baby and I feel like I was gonna still go to the Seattle school like that was a huge choice of like will I still go to school or will I not and how will we make that work and I'm like I could get a full-time job and like I was like I'm I was also asking my parents I was like I'm going to need your help to do this but I'm I'm gonna want to do this um and I don't know when I woke up, but it's just, like, really left me, like, in a state because I had this baby for so long in my dream. And I woke up and I'm like, I don't have the baby anymore. It's not in my belly. It's, like, not there. Um, and I really want to be pregnant. So that's interesting. So that's the dream. Thank you, dream maker. A lot to think about. Interpretation? What are your thoughts? Um, well, what are your you, thoughts? Why don't you Why don't you uh, talk about how it all went down the next day in terms of us? Oh, like your interpretation? Yeah, because well, I don't have a fresh one. So it'd be interesting to think like w- how that landed when I said it, and then what What have you been thinking since, and what is it like to rehear it again? Yeah, this this dream is really interesting. I mean, hearing it again right now is, I think this is the third time I've heard it. And I've now made a painting mm-hmm. based on this dream. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. So it's I, my initial feelings, and it's, it's really hard to escape the feeling it's expressed in this voice memo. I felt strongly about this baby. Yeah. Like there was just an inescapable feeling around that. Um, but Scott's thought, and I think this was, this hit super well was what if like you're the baby? Yeah. Like you're the baby. And like in many ways you are carrying yourself and this is all like fresh out of like a lot of new realizations and like pieces of me of like, am I really a nine? And there's been a lot of, I don't even think harsh is the right word, but like a whole new way that I'm actually seeing myself that feels actually more tender towards myself. Uh. And like, I am like a baby. Like I do think there is this piece of me that doesn't know who I am, but (laughs) in like, so I think that's really interesting. I definitely, go back and forth because there is just this obvious piece of like 
like what are your dreams like i really do actually have always wanted to be pregnant mm-hmm. like i've always said like i would be a surrogate at ten like i would love to be a surrogate maybe i'd want to raise a kid but maybe not but like i really do want to be pregnant mm-hmm. and i think that that's like i think hearing it this time and after having made that painting and just like sitting with it that that to me at this point is like the piece that feels strangely inescapable mm-hmm. like Maybe it is me, and I think that that's that is a helpful interpretation. But also, I'm just like, it makes me feel something super fucking big, <laughs> which yeah. I'm like, this is so crazy. Like I'm like over. I I'm like I feel crazy that I feel this big, but it's also like I'm human, and I'm having these feelings. Like I do feel like I'm reaching this certain age in life. Like I'm turning 26 in a month. Yeah. In like, I'm not like old in any sense, but I am starting to like, I am like, should I think about more like down the line savings if I do want to have a kid? Mm. Like there's a, there's a practical piece of this dream where like all of a sudden, like I found myself in the next few days being like, what am I doing? What do I want? Like, do I want this? Like kind of it's put in my face of like, do you want this thing? Mm. And like, I might want that. And it's like, I probably wouldn't want it for like seven or eight years, Mm. but like, it seems like the kind of thing that you would need to prepare for, for seven or eight years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I do think there is something really interesting about like, if it, the interpretation of it being me and like this, like feeling of like, not like I felt really strong of like not aborting it like yeah. not which I'm like teach their own make your own choices but like in this dream I really felt like super attached and like super um yeah. I don't know so it's it's interesting thinking about it being my own self and this idea of like carrying my own self And, like, we've been talking about this concept of, like, birthing a mind. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, if it is me, like, what would it be to then birth me? Mm -hmm. You know? It's, like, I can carry me and hold me in my womb. But, like, eventually I have to come out and be birthed. Woo! So I think that it, it kind of also brings that forward of, like, I do feel like I'm almost, like, this new season of, like, am I a nine? I'm trying to be really tender with it because, like, it's, it's like, very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a very, I think the, like, layers of it and the truth of it are really overwhelming sometimes. So I think it's, like, I am in this stage of, like, having to hold it mm-hmm. with, like, a lot of care and grace and, like, warmth. Yeah. Mm. These are some of the thoughts. You have emotions welling <laughs> up. <laughs> I have emotions welling up. I what do. Are, what do you feel like the emotions are about? Like a, a, a love or care or tenderness? I think I think thinking about nine made you feel something there. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's, it feels really tender. Like it feels really, really tender and really. Gosh. Like new and vulnerable and Mm -hmm. like really vulnerable. And like, 
I think it's complicated finding out that I'm probably this other number like four years into the Enneagram because like I know how deep this fucking shit goes. Mm-hmm. And I know about nines and I feel like in many ways I've hidden myself in a four identity and it's really fucking scary thinking about okay if you think about babies and if i'm the baby and i'm in this womb and being born and birth whatever it's like there's to a child to a person you begin in this little thing and then you grow up and you do so many things like there's so much complexity and dynamicism in your life and all those pieces and it's like starting again it's like obvious the this me realizing I'm a nine is a lot less about like a misunderstanding of myself and more of the Enneagram kind of, but then with it comes this actual revelation of like, oh, but there's all these things. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I think those are all really true. Like each of those layers feels really true. And it's really embarrassing that Mm. I hadn't seen that. Mm. And it's like really complex. It's like a whole a whole dynamic thing happening there. You know, it's not just like, oh, nine peacemaker things. It's like, no, it's like a thousand little elements that are all of a sudden everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, I'm getting emotional because it's really overwhelming. Like, it's really Mm. scary. Like, I'm like, I, I think it's true, but it's, it's scary to, to like really go there and to really acknowledge all these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is why I think a lot of people don't, you know, I think when you were talking to everybody, these, these episodes are going to be released in a strange order, but <laughs> I guess this is a teaser for the, the episode where Mace is in conversation with the big hormone crew Yeah, and has the realization that they could possibly be a nine. And I think they were impressed because They said, as they do this work, if you're challenging someone's perception of the number that they are, that's a very vulnerable thing to do. And most people, it seems, in their experience are pretty defensive. And I I came in kind of wondering. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, I I mean, that's why we talk about defense mechanisms. It's there 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 are things our minds don't want to hear or consider it's too stressful yeah you know i always think about this this relationship i have with like donald miller's content because everybody donald miller is a writer who now created a method essentially for advertising um that i love and don't love yeah (laughs) but um yeah he'll say you don't want to make people use extra calories in their brains quote unquote to get to your content and i'm like okay that's true if you're trying to do advertising but also and i think this is what our mission is it's almost the reverse we're like like convincing people that it's worth using extra calories yeah like it's gonna be and maybe emotional calories too like Mm -hmm. this is gonna take some heavy lifting and of course not all the time we should be able to take a break and relax yeah but also there's gonna be some times where you need to Pay attention to your defenses, you know, have long form conversations, listen to someone, make space like these. This is 
And the whole world, if, if, if all these corporations are approaching us with this, we're, we're sort of being babied. Everybody's yeah. like, we don't want you to have to use extra mental calories. No, for sure. And it's like, well, what are we creating? Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden then we, we cannot withstand having the, the real conversations. This is, this is just a thought as I'm thinking about it. Like, because I, I do think, I think this is the thing. It's like we hold these interpretations lightly and like, I think there's, a multifaceted way to look at it. But I think if we continue to go down this path of like, I am carrying this baby and this baby is me. But if the baby, it's more like, I like going down this path of the baby representing me, realizing I'm a nine kind of energy. Mm -hmm. And like, there's these things that need to be done with the body. Like the body itself will adjust and make room and like make space and things get like pushed around. And Mm. there's like Mm. a transformation of, the body which is holding it. Dang. Um, see how fun this could be? <laughs> see how fun <laughs> this could be? I don't know. I'm feeling mixed emotions because I, I think I'm feeling really tender about... You also miss the baby. I also <laughs> fucking miss the baby. <laughs> I actually really do. Yeah. Which it's... That's I, the thing that sparked a lot it for, for me, me to pay attention to. The thing that sparked it for me was this idea of... Yes, there's the nine element, but there's also this element of you being in school and sort of coming to the realization that if you could make it work, you want your job to be art moves, but moves, both, <sighs> art moves both ways and no small thing. Yeah. And that's something that's emerging and you're mm-hmm. sort of saying, I'm, I'm wanting to find the way to financially support this dream. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And it's like, you're kind of on a committee with your parents. Like, can we do this? Yeah. What if that's the, what if the baby is also the dream mm-hmm. of not having a nine to five mm-hmm. and that's no, the baby. That's what I thought. I, I didn't yeah. really say explicitly like that, but that's what it felt like, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause that's what I know. And I'm about. like, can I make school work still with mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and have this baby, which mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm negotiating now. Mm-hmm. Dang. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. All the things seem real. All com- com- you know, joining together into this one vision but it all seems very mace like we talked about like the collective conscious and the collective unconscious both you know there is something that's symbolic for for humanity that goes back to the dawn of whatever the age of humans yeah that's deep rooted in our unconscious of birth yeah and whatever that means and then for somebody that can bear a child i can only imagine what that feels like like i i don't walk around being like oh i could if i wanted to it's like no that's not in the cards for me but it would be interesting to be having that in your do you wish it was no 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 i mean we just talked about i don't like bodies i I can't imagine it seems horrifying to think that a living thing would be in you that seems terrifying it seems legitimately like the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm going to look this up. Like there's a there's a famous scene from Alien where uh, there's an alien in this guy's stomach and the alien pops out. And that's what I view birthing as. It's like this this living being inside of you. That sounds terrible. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, yep. Uh, pregnancy dreams are typically connected to something else in your life that is growing and that is in a growing and development phase, mm-hmm. which I feel like is me there you go. yeah <laughs> um the website the merch the school the birthing mind the the realization of a vocation art therapist curiosity creator like it's all happening very yeah. 
rapidly all of a sudden. This could mean that a new part of your new your personality is making itself known or you might be in the mood to create something new. Bam. The bottom line is that you're developing just as a baby would develop in your womb. It kind of makes sense that your subconscious relies on the pregnancy concept to signify growth. Pretty wow. straightforward when you think about it. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, well. Okay. <laughs> That's so, so funny how you transition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm feeling, I feel like this really exposed, I feel like I was, I I was, I woke up kind of moody. Hmm. And I'm still feeling kind of, I'm feeling tender. I'll mm. just say that. Mm. I'm feeling a little tender. Mm. And I think it's like this, I spent all day yesterday reading articles and listening to podcasts about this difference between a four and a nine. Mm. And it's just like, I ha- I have to remind myself to go slow. Yeah. You know? Cause it's, it's a whole, it's a whole fucking ocean. Yeah. It's an ocean <laughs> of things. It's like big waves come in. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, there's just so much meta stuff there. It's like, yeah, as you're taking care of yourself, you're like, you know, okay, that's enough Enneagram for today, little mace, you know, like pace yourself. You know, it's like, even, I just think about my own life growing up with my own kids. Everybody have a 16 and 14 year old, but in those early days, it's like, no, you can't watch TV all day. You yeah. know, you get to, you know, whatever, 30 minutes to an hour. And so you're like, no, we got no, to take care. I'm, no I'm, more Enneagram. Yeah, that's like, it for the day. That's enough. It's thinking time about nap, it. Time for some food. Time for a rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time to go on a walk. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, oh, then I'm like, am I distracting myself from myself <laughs> by using the Enneagram? <laughs> How Yikes. do we live life, you guys? Yikes. How do we live life? Tunnels, vortex. Yeah. <laughs> swirling. Okay. Should we do other people's dreams? Should we take a break? Sure. Really quick. Do We're you go to the bathroom? Yeah, and then and then just leave a spot for a break in the episode. Perfect. We, we really haven't been break. doing calls to action, which we should be doing. We're taking ourselves more seriously. But hey, y'all, this is Macyer. You just heard me. I'm still here. Um, <laughs> we love reading and reviews. That is the best thing that you can do for this podcast. If you like our podcast, give us a rating and review. We love it. Um, it helps people find the podcast. Um. That's like all the action. You can cut that out. are back and we are going to read some dreams we're going to do some dream our attempt at dream interpretations i have my computer so we can search things up if we need to okay should we just start with julia um yeah let's just start with julia and then we got some dm ones as well okay so we've got like six or seven dreams that people sent us okay uh julia julia underscore uh dot uh julia i'm always trying to get to come to rebel and I think Julia's been able to come twice. <laughs> well, we know Julia, Jules. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. You want to read it? Yeah. Uh, so, um, okay. This isn't it. She says this. Okay. This isn't a dream in particular, but I find that when I, 
I, in my dreams, am in a stressful situation or am in danger in my dream or trying to survive the whole dream. I wake up exhausted because of what mental and physical stress dream me was under. Maybe try to explore that as well. Three, does this happen? Oh, oh, maybe try to explore that as well. Does this happen to you guys? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's what you were saying about the baby even. You mm-hmm. woke up sort of emotionally exhausted a little bit and totally totally and like I was in that you were in that state and so especially if it's like a vivid dream and I think even like writing the dreams down and marking them it almost exemplifies that like if the dream was stressful and we write it down it does kind of it both addresses the stress but then also I think in a little bit indulge is probably not the right word but like it makes it even maybe a little bit more realer in bringing it over to your waking life. Yeah. I mean, this is one of like knowing I've been listening to this neuroscientist, I would love to know some of the technical things that are happening in the brain and body that would, what is, what is literally happening in your body that you would feel exhausted? I don't really relate to that. I don't, I don't think I wake up feeling exhausted from my dream. Maybe it's happening. Physical stress. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I definitely sometimes wake up really sweaty. Yeah. I don't. Really? No. I wake up feeling confused a lot. I'm very very confused. I'm a confused person. (laughs) (laughs) The constant state of confusion. Yeah, I wake up thinking, what was that? And I'm trying to mull it over in my head. I'm like, what? You know, but I don't, I don't, I don't typically feel very much stress, but I definitely can see that that would happen with other people. Yeah, totally. But I also don't have very, like, I don't know, like, here's what's happening in the mind and body when you're feeling stressed and. I guess I was just watching these master classes being like, there's a lot of technical jargon for this stuff. You right, know? right. Um, Should we go right to baby Bex? Yeah, baby Bex who loves dreams. Um, she said, hello, Rebecca. So I had a dream where I was woken up by a tall Nordic woman with an angular face, although she had long black hair. Very specific. No tattoos, but one horizontal line all the way across her face going over the bridge of her nose. That sounds very badass. She put me on a brown horse and rode me around the world to plant plants. Jeez. But as time went on, she stopped having me plant native plants and wanted me to just plant whatever she wanted. Dang. Once I realized we were planting invasive species, I confronted her about it and she got angry. She said, can't you see that any plant is a good plant? If it grows, it doesn't matter where it came from. And I said, I don't think that's true. We should probably only be growing plants that make sense to be growing somewhere. Then she told me I was no fun and not the person she wanted. And then she had the horse buck me off (laughs) its back and into reality. (laughs) Wow. See, I mean, when we really get into dreams, these are some fabulous images. Because I think of like Midnight Gospel. Mm Mm-hmm. And just like, I want to see, I want to see the, the animation of this person yeah. and Rebecca getting on this horse. And getting I feel like the off. being bucked off, like that's like back into reality. It's like, <laughs> Oh, here you are. You were on this journey and you got to do this. If you come along, if you come uh-huh. along with us and it's like, Oh, we're doing this good thing, this good thing. And then you slowly realize that this good thing, maybe you're not feeling so great about it. Hmm. And when you start to bring that forward, life just bucks you off. Yeah. So we've got a lot of symbols here. We've got a tall Nordic woman <laughs> with an angular face. We've got a horse. We've got plants. Yeah. We've got an invitation to plant. I mean, planting things seems very, I mean, I don't know what planting means to Rebecca, but that planting thing seems very 
loaded. Right. And, and you go around planting things. Yeah, because planting, it's like you, you then you root something somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like there's this growth element, this waiting. Um, what does Being planting mean? Being bucked off. Like knowing about Rebecca a little bit, I, I mean – yeah, I I can see a lot of Rebecca's spirit in this of wanting to cooperate, but also being a questioner and like yeah. having a lot of really probably aggressive values and maybe maybe often being told because of these things, she's no fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a really interesting thing for this person to point out. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you're no fun. Um, okay, this says to dream of planting something represents ideas, plans, hard work or relationship you have decided to develop. You're getting started on something that you know will take a long time to realize. Something you feel is worth waiting for. Laying the groundwork for something bigger. Oh, well, Rebecca has a new dog. That's true. And new, is training to become a, a dog person. Yeah. But I do think that there is this element of like almost like colonialization happening and like a critique of that in the sense of yeah. like here we are going and like doing this good thing of planting. But like actually what you're doing is just planting what you want. Yeah. Um. And this person is almost like a godlike figure. Like she's this like person with this like distinct tattoo and like long round hair and like is taking Rebecca on this journey, yeah. you know? And then it's like, well, what happens when you question that person, question that thing? And of course the theme of this, uh, of our baby dream interpreting vocation here <laughs> is employing the one tool that i know is is the is nordic woman the nordic rebecca, rebecca? <laughs> is the horse rebecca <laughs> yeah like feeling like there's part of her that's inviting her on and that there's some tall strong something inside of her that she has a lot of ambivalence about like yes but no and can't you see what? that any plant is a good plant yeah like i wonder if there's any piece of rebecca that's wonder like you know saying that yeah i do think the dog thing is interesting like can't you see that any dog is a good dog yeah fascinating Dang. rebecca what do you let's think let's have rebecca on next week to deep dive more of this dream we'll see um, maybe not <laughs> okay this next one's from jenny do you want to read it this is funny because we were looking at the trailer of this movie i just watched this horrible so vald freud so-called so-called okay I just watched this horrible so-called Freud Jung movie called A Dangerous Method, and they dedicated a small section of the movie to dream interpretation because, of course, Freud plus libido equals dreams with male um, cigars. <laughs> 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 I feel like I do kind of want to see it because I'm curious. I'm sure it's a pretty bad movie. Yeah, maybe especially if you know about Freud and Jung and you're like, this is not. I think it got good reviews, um. but maybe purists don't like it because are you looking at reviews mm -hmm. <laughs> uh so she didn't have a dream right she just is telling us about she's this just telling movie. us this <laughs> yeah um it got freud plus libido equals dreams with male cigars <laughs> yeah it got a 6.4 out of 10 it's on imbd i don't think it's even on ron tomatoes oh here it is ron tomatoes Let's see what it got. I just have a feeling it's probably pretty, s like, exposing some sexism. Yeah. Well, so. there's probably, they're probably a little sexist, right? 78. Oh, 78%? 100%. Yeah. 78% on the tomato meter. It's a medium. That's a pretty a good score, I feel like. Yeah. Um, no, we looked at a trailer for it, which would be interesting to watch and see. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to make 78% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes a priority. I, I, I think that's not a very good score. I'm like I have no I don't I don't really critique movies I feel like <laughs> what 
Uh, I just uh, no. I'm uh, I'm not gonna get us into an Enneagram <laughs> Nine discussion right now. <laughs> I don't really. I guess maybe I just like I'm not. I don't watch that many movies. Yeah, that's probably more what I'm trying to say. Um. Okay. Okay. This is from Stephanie, my sister-in-law, What's married up? to Shane. Um, an Enneagram Six. Hello. Hello. I had this recurring dream while I was transitioning to both motherhood and a new job. I kept finding new rooms in my house. Like, oh yeah. Here's the second basement. Or I can't believe we haven't put any furniture in the bonus kitchen yet. A friend said this is a common theme when you are trying to figure out new things. That seems right. Mm. That is really interesting. Like you, these new rooms just pop up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, I mean, there's a, there seems to be a little bit of like nesting there. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. Um, and, and planning. In the transition the and like the new like layout of life. Yeah. Like you have these new spaces that you're going to have to work in. They're going to be incorporated. Like when you think of a home, like your sense of yourself, maybe if like the home is a metaphor for who you are, Mm -hmm. you add these new rooms. It's like these new parts of yourself that will be, are being added on to your own home self. Yeah, totally. Ooh, I like thinking about that. Like rooms in yourself Mm -hmm. that are being opened up. Mm -hmm. Dang. Entered into. Yeah. I mean, listening to what's his face, Matthew Walker, the neuroscientist, you know, um, he was like, you know, well, more on a scientific level instead of not like interpreting dreams. He was saying something like the mind in the night is creating these new maps. So it's like connecting the new experiences throughout your day and, and filing it away with the other information your brain already has. Yeah. Yeah. And he said it seals it in amber. Like it's like, it's sealing this thing in something that is going to like lodge in your brain in a, in a way that that's sensical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just think about that, like the baby's coming when she, she said the baby's coming. Yeah. When she was transitioning to both motherhood and a new job. Yeah. So like both of these things, it's like your brain. Yeah. It's processing it. Yeah. And trying to, trying and to create map new it. maps. Yeah. 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 Scaffolding as you like to say. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. That's, that just also seems a little bit fun. I like, yeah, she's like, ooh, you know, here's a second basement. I can't believe we haven't put any furniture. Yeah. Um, okay, we have some in the DMs. DMs. Um, okay, Ella. Are people too scared to share? Well, I, my first request was send them to the DMs. So people, I think, just did that. And then later I made the post about commenting. LOL, Lizzie said, oh, <laughs> hello, wonderful host of Seattle's number one podcast. I had a dream where I was on No Small Thing last night. <laughs> I know. I know. It's amazing. It's fun. And then she said, it was very fun in your dream. Your other guest was a baby. LOL. <laughs> was your baby with Lizzie? Was my baby in the dream? <laughs> no, that's crazy. What is happening with that? It's my the baby self, Lizzie. It's yeah. We're hosting my baby self right now. <laughs> Jeez, jeez, what is that? Um, okay, Ella, I love this because I kind of, re- I mean, I don't fully relate, but I kind of relate to this. Um, she said about the dream thing, dreams were actually. Oh, this is so fun! A, a, a dream from Ella. Yeah, Ella, Ella the harpist. Woo, woo. Um, dreams were actually how I learned to accept my sexuality and stop denying it. Wow. I had been questioning my sexuality for a few years, but it made me really anxious, and I kept thinking, no, there's no way that's a thing for me. Last year, I had a dream that I was with a boy and I knew that I with a boy I knew and had liked. And he told me he liked me as well in the dream. We hugged, but part of ways. Then the dream shifted and I was in a pool with lots of people. I remember seeing a girl who was so beautiful, definitely reminiscent of my first crush on a girl who was on my swim team. I felt the same way towards her as I did towards the boy in my dream. And she told 
and she told me she was beautiful right before I woke up. After that dream, I finally began to accept my sexuality as it was and came out to a good friend for the first time. Sounds cheesy, maybe, but I thought I would share. Not cheesy. I don't think it sounds Not cheesy. Not cheesy at all. And I feel like kind of true. And I think the dreams do expose these things. Yeah. Like, I've never dreamt of having feelings for a boy. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't show up. And I feel like that's like a really gifted piece of dreams in many ways, if we're willing to be open to it, of like, it's going to help if we can turn to them and give them their air. Like, it helps us to pay attention to what we really want. Everybody, Ella's an uh, awesome, amazing person in our youth group and plays the harp and just played us a, a beautiful rendition of Oh Holy Night it on the harp. It was so incredible. It was so good. But I think that dream is a great intersection of what we're doing with No Small Thing plus Rebel of like unlocking, like paying attention to yourself. That's what right, we're asking right, people to right. do in Rebel. And like that is a great way to use a dream. Mm -hmm. Like, well, are you having any crushes in your dreams? Like, yeah. I mean, she said it so perfectly. Like I had, I had this feeling towards this boy I hugged and then I realized I had the same feeling towards this girl at the pool. You know, I just get so angry about like churches, like denying that, <laughs> like even just, even just the idea of approaching it with curiosity. Right. Right. I mean, cause, cause one thing we'd do, ah, I'm going to go on a quick rant. It's like, okay, we're going to start by saying it's bad and sinful. So now that's the starting point. Right. So what you, you could wake up and have that dream and be like so ashamed of what you've done in your dream. Yeah. And I'm sure there's so many people who may feel that way. Right. Or you bring it to a leader or an adult in your life and then go, oh, kind of comforting you. Like, you don't need to pay attention to that. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. And I'm worried. It's like, but it's, uh, uh, I think that's just great. It's not cheesy at all. It's really cool. It's really cool that you discovered about that about yourself by paying attention to your dreams. I know. I know. And then like the next day to have to then take your dream and then do something with it. I feel like yeah. it's really cool. Thank um, you for so much for sending us that. Ella. I didn't see yeah. the DM, so I didn't know you had sent that. That's really cool. I'll, I'll just say on my own self, like I think that I've found a lot of comfort in, I don't even know if comfort's the right word, but like my dreams and exploring my sexuality and my dreams has been helpful. Like having dreams where yeah. attraction and sexuality is a focus of the dream has helped me to, in my waking life, have to attend to that, yes. you know, like paying yes. attention to it in my dream and being like, what's happening there in my dream? I do have to pay attention to that. Like that's affecting me. Uh, Should I read Issy Kurz? Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Izzy. Do I say Izzy or Issy? I say, I think I it's Izzy. Izzy makes more sense. Izzy. I, it's, I, Izzy. Sorry. It's when I see two S's. I automatically think. I mean, Izzy. maybe, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Izzy. I see Izzy's name pop up on our rebel group every week and in my brain it's saying issy so <laughs> i gotta remount that but this is so fun i haven't seen these i haven't seen the dm so i guess i'll read this one mm -hmm. okay so i was also keeping a dream journal so here's one i wrote down a few years ago that i think about pretty often everybody get ready this is a this is a nice long one mm -hmm. I think. a stranger came up beside me and saw i was holding a sheet of paper with red ink blot art on it Red, they said, confused. What does it mean? Anger with a little sadness, but also love and passion, I responded. I was standing in the cafeteria of my middle school in the middle of the night. My two best friends were with me standing in the doorway of my eighth grade math teacher's classroom watching a group give a presentation. My teacher didn't seem like her normal self. She seemed almost downcast. A gray red. Wow, look at these colors. I know, I know. I was left alone in the classroom surrounded by chairs and desks and the glowing blue light of the computer. Blue. 
She came back into the classroom to get a stack of papers before leaving again. I was in my friend's Mini Cooper driving down the main street of my town. It was late in the night and the yellow lights illuminated the dark concrete battling for dominance with the red lights of the traffic lights. Everything was fuzzy and distorted, as if looking through distortion goggles. We were screaming lyrics at the top of our lungs, yet everything was silent. I suddenly end up in a neighborhood next to a playground. I put in my earbuds and sprinted home. Red flowers grew right alongside me as I ran home. Red. What's, what's red mean? Do you want to look that up? I do want to look <laughs> it up. I do want to look it up. So I guess as you're looking that up, everybody, I think the thing, one of the... There's we, so many colors. We don't have a glossary. Like we, you and I have been talking about dreams. So like we do this thing, but like the collective conscious and the collective unconscious, like there's something inside all of us, whether we know it or not, that has sort of a, a human agreed upon, not agreed upon, but like an unconscious experience of the color red mm-hmm. that is rooted in evolution to a certain extent in biology. And so it's like, what, what, what does red, but then also what does red specifically mean to Izzy? Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, it's also based on your own experience. Um, Okay. So I have, I found a website that has all the dream colors so we can go through because yellow and blue also show up. So much, so much attention to the colors colors in this dream. Yeah. Um, uh, Red is an indication of raw energy, force, vigor, intense passion, aggression, power, courage, impulsiveness, and passion. The color red has a deep emotional and spiritual connotations. Consider the phrase seeing red to denote anger. Alternatively, the color red in your dream indicates a lack of energy. You're feeling tired or lethargic. <laughs> red is also the color of anger, or no, the color of danger, violence, blood, shame, rejection, sexual impulses, and urges. Perhaps you need to stop and think about your actions. Yeah, well, I mean... She said it in right here that this person's the stranger said red. What does it mean? And they said anger, anger with a little sadness, but also love and passion. I know. I feel like there's some piece that like Izzy really kind of knows. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yellow. Because there's this interesting piece of the yellow competing with the red. Hmm. The color yellow has both positive and negative connotations. If the dream is a pleasant one, which this dream doesn't seem to have like a mood. Yeah. It's kind of just like things, which I think is fascinating to see how people log their dreams even. If the dream is a pleasant one and the color yellow is symbolic of intellect, energy, ability, happiness, harmony, and wisdom. On the other hand, if the dream is an unpleasant one, then the color represents deceit, disgrace, betrayal, cowardice, and sickness. Well, man. Yeah. I mean, just (sighs) yellow lights illuminated the dark concrete battling for dominance with the red lights of the traffic lights. I mean, she's also a good writer. Yeah. Yeah. But. Also, side note, she says next quarter she's taking a class on I this know, art. And science. I, I almost know. feel like we should have her on. I know. And be like, please tell us <laughs> more. Dreams five, dream six. I feel like this dream is really fascinating, the things that are being paid attention to, and yeah. it really is the colors. Yeah, I, um, I, I guess I would want her on to unpack it a little bit more. I know, because like, I feel like sometimes you? you don't really, it's you do kind of need the person to be like, this is what it meant to me. Um, we forgot Ellie sent us a dream. Ellie? Or not Ellie, Lily. Lily. <laughs> Um, she sect us. She's she DM'd us before we even asked for it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Lily. <laughs> and it, like, I was like, we got to let other people in. Um, did you want to say more about Izzy's dream? No, I mean we're kind of we we were kind of running out of time. So, um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's so many elements slash like I do. It's 
sometimes it is hard. We're like, what does it mean? But we don't really know the individual person. Like, it's easier for me to interpret your dreams. I mean, I know Izzy, but like, I don't know her best friends and what this teacher could meant and what computers have meant to Izzy and what traffic lights have meant to Izzy and what driving, you know, it's like. And I know myself and I still don't know. I mean, I think I don't know what my dreams mean. Right, right. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Also. Uh oh, dang! Shame. Forty minutes. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lily's dream. Okay, Scott and Mace. I have a wild dream for y'all. I've been getting crazy dreams lately, but this has been the craziest, and I'm curious to hear what y'all think. Okay, here's go. Here goes. So I was walking through this long hallway in a mall. And there were like shops and things, but there were also mirrors hanging on the walls or on the floor. I mean, mirrors, that feels like powerful imagery of like looking back on yourself, image based. And I didn't realize it, but people were walking out of these mirrors and following me, other people in the mall. So once I got to the end, it kind of repeated and I started to catch on that these people were evil and walking out of the mirrors. So I started smashing all the mirrors. Whoa. This is big. Then the mirrors got bigger as the stores went on. So I smashed more and Whoa. more, but people were still coming out and saying evil things. Dang. Jeez. Is it, is it yourself? Like, is it your being reflected back in yourself and that's what's coming out and you're trying to smash it? This is my first thought. I don't remember what, I don't remember what, but I know I was evil. I, I know it was evil. And so I finally made it out and onto the street. The street also began repeating in a loop of the same shops and buildings, all filled with mirrors. This sounds like a horrible nightmare. So I followed these people into this parking lot with a giant mirror and another small one and realized that this these mirrors spawned like doppelgangers of yourself, Whoa. but evil. So once that happened to someone else, I ran out of there and kept smashing mirrors, but realized it was endless. So somehow I clicked onto this roof, figured out that there was the pu- this puzzle I had to solve on top of the roof, solved it then these weird swedish men were like congrats you won so apparently i was inside like a real life video game the whole time or something okay that's the whole dream pretty much and now i'm scared of mirrors (laughs) (laughs) Uh, lily that is intense that's an intense dream for sure seeing a broken mirror in a dream indicates a turbulent relationship in waking life there is a large chance that you were initially drawn into a relationship because it made perfect sense to you seeing the broken mirror promotes irresistible chemistry between two people. Likewise, the broken mirror is a suggestion that a relationship is not going to plan. Jeez. You need to find a compromise because the positives outweigh the negatives in a relationship. This relationship could be sexual order, a family relationship. Mirrors are known to represent luck, be it good or bad. It, go, it keeps going on. Lots of superstitions around mirrors. Mirrors and dreams often have songs, strong psychic vibrations and deep meanings. Yeah, this it what I'm reading feels is feels big. Mirrors dream. provide us with a reflection and their presence in a dream may indicate that there is a need for personal reflection. It may be timely to take a hard look at yourself. Gosh. I mean, Lily is a teen too, so it's like it's similar to you of like this growing sense of self. Yeah. Yeah. And what does it mean in looking at yourself and exploring yourself? And yeah, I mean There's it's, something scary about it being on loop. Yeah, it's not it's not just there wasn't just like a mirror. It was like so many mirrors and they're keep A giant mirror and, and a little mirror. Wanting to smash them. And they're doppelgangers, but evil. I mean, I'll just go when it, for a quick Enneagram 7 left turn here. Yeah. Of saying like, if if there's a constant sense of silver lining everything for Lily during the day of like, 
we're, we're being positive. It's like, well, where maybe this negative stuff is coming up in dreams. It's cause it's being suppressed all the time. It's like, yeah. you always have some anger yeah. in here, you know, yeah. like, and here you get, you need to express it, yeah. get out that bat, start smashing these mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Like there's, there's something that's, there is something dark mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and it's like the dream is almost exposing that or like, yeah, correcting the, the, positivity maybe in the waking life you know we think of dreams as like complimenting in some sense complimenting compensating compensating yeah yeah uh here comes stephanie oh yep another stephanie stephanie gronholtz earlier and now stephanie meyer our friend who everybody we're ca- merch is coming by the way hopefully merch you guys want to buy coming. our merch and stephanie we've made a special tank top for <laughs> I frequently have dreams about my husband leaving me. So sad. Oh, I know. This is this is rough for Stephanie. Last night, I dreamt that we hadn't talked in weeks, and I planned to meet him outside his college classroom when class was over to try to ask him to give me another chance. He wouldn't make eye contact with me and was just really indifferent and unsure. This is weird because we have a wonderful, loving relationship with no insecurity, as far as I can tell. Maybe this is just a deep fear of mine manifesting in my dream world. Also cute, cute mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I, of course that would be manifesting in your dream world. I know. I, I think I responded. I said, I wonder if it's like some childhood thing, you yeah. know, like that, that your husband is your most significant relationship. And even if things are fine between you two, like that can be transferred onto like uh, maybe other like relationships previously where you felt that way. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we could also do Enneagram and dreams, I guess. Like, honestly, how does our type? influence Show up in I feel dreams. like my dreams are always just a lot of like chaos and confusion and yeah my brain is processing it all yeah yeah not to say that I don't have other dreams like this too like I could have a mirror dream but like Stephanie if she's a three which she is you know there is a sense of like proving your worth all right. the time right and, and like this person not making like not making eye contact and doing like what did she say give me another chance yeah like that's really interesting thinking about like give me another chance. Um also what if again it's her. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like what if proving herself to herself? Mhm. Mhm. She's going to leave herself. Right or like She's not worthy. Yeah, and then what if like being indifferent to that piece of herself? Mm. And not making eye contact, you know, with that part of herself. Maybe that's the big tool we've taught you guys today. Just you're listening. to only win in doubt. It's Anyone is yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do it here. The baby is yourself. The tall Nordic woman is yourself. The despondent husband is you. <laughs> the mirror is you. <laughs> uh, is it? Do, are we missing anybody? Oh, I hope. I hope not. Did Oli Moo send one, or is she just sending? She might have just sent an encouraging message. Which of course yes, we just welcome. an encouraging message. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Um, everybody, thank you for sending us your dreams. We hope you had fun on this journey with us. You're enjoying our dream series. If you have any thoughts about where you want us to take our next dream episode, we got one more coming up next week, and then we're yeah. going to interview some people from this Jungian life. But that's that's coming up in the new later. year. We couldn't get them couldn't get yeah. them in time. Couldn't get them in time. Happens. I guess I w- I- as much as possible, we'd want to have a conversation with you all. So, like what 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 should we do with one more dream episode where should we go what should it be 
Well, I kind of want to go meta with like dreams. Oh, we were even going to do that on this one, but I think it was time to read people's, people's dreams. dreams. So maybe that's what we'll do. Of, like, what going meta on like dreams. We like, kind of dabbled in that yesterday. in our A, phone a conversation. bigger conversation around dreams, not just yeah. sleeping dreams. Although I think it's related. Yep. 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 Okay. Y'all. This has been fun. Thank you for listening. It is Christmas Eve on this day of recording, but this will be coming out in about four or five days. Um, so hap, hap, Merry Christmas Eve to us. Uh, um, wait, I'm calling it Winterkin here in this house. Happy Winterkin. Winterkin's Eve. Winterkin's Eve. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're looking forward to the new year. Mm-hmm. Got big plans. Big plans. Get ready. Okay. Thanks for listening. Tell